You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was in New York City casting here a little bit. And then come the beginning of January is when I flew out there. And myself and Brennan Stimson put that sucker together. I mean, he and I to the trenches every day, every hour, every minute for about three and a half months, we put that monster together and it was the greatest experience of our lives. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but we are forever changed because of it. And I mean, simply just the people we got to work with, unbelievable. Like we taught Meryl Streep how to freaking do a fan kick like watching her do that on the paramount lot we were like okay i will gladly pass away tomorrow hey what's going on welcome to built for the stage podcast this is joe roscoe founder of built for the stage broadway's number one fitness platform if you haven't tried a free trial yet go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode special thanks to our producing team the broadway podcast network all right exciting guest you're looking at him right now if you're watching on youtube uh if you're listening on a podcast platform somewhere else Welcome. If you want to hop over to YouTube, go ahead. But uh, we have on the pod, uh, you've recently seen him in The Prom on Broadway. Um, He also worked as the assistant uh, choreographer in uh, the Netflix production of The Prom. Uh, You saw him in amazing regional theater productions uh, held at the Muni, Paper Mill, North Carolina Theater. And he also toured the country in Newsies in Memphis. Please welcome Jack Sippel. Hey, Jack. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, so it's going so well. Uh, super excited to finally get to to meet you in person virtually. Um, yes. Now that we say that in 2020, 2021, <laughs> but hopefully we can take care of that in the fall here and get to meet face to face. But everyone listening, Jack's Bill for the Stage fam had a great time uh, getting to know him. And it was just a matter of time until we had him on the podcast. He has his own podcast again from the top. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I was listing off your credits here. You're, you're, you know, you've been in the who's who's of regional theaters. You've toured the country. You've had some exciting things going with the prom. And you mentioned before we recorded that, um, your starting story, as far as your touring goes in Memphis and Newsies is, uh, a pretty interesting 
topic to talk about. I'd love to just have our listeners get to know you by starting there. Yeah, absolutely. So like you mentioned, I got my start at the Muni in St. Louis, Missouri, and I was a part of the Muni Kids Program, the Muni Teens Program, and I was then, I guess, discovered there um, from someone on the creative staff at the Muni, and I was offered to come audition for the Equity Ensemble the next year, and I was 15 years old, and that is just something that does not happen there, at least in the past. Um, so I kind of took it as a as a joke, and I was just kind of like, yeah, that's that would be awesome, but that's just not how things roll here, you know? And then they came back to me later in the season and said, no, we really want you to be there. Here are the details. Let's do this. So I went just to show up for yourself, you know, and do the work, and... I got cast in three shows. They presented my equity card to me. I was going to be a junior in high school and I took it. Not really. Yeah. Just dust it off. No big deal. Um, No, but I took it not really knowing much about it. Right. But I knew that this was a sign or a gift that was just presented in front of me. And I feel like that's a lot of life is you just kind of have to take what's in front of you. And I realized that this does not come easy to people. And I still did the work. I know it doesn't sound like I really did. Like it sounds like it was just handed to me. But in the meantime, you know, hoofing it in class, putting the work in in the voice, the acting, and showing up for those auditions and paying attention when you're there, you know, with the Muni Kids and Teens, you're not in too much of the show. So you could either read a book on the side while rehearsal's happening, or you could watch and see what's going on. And I was just that kid about why are they making this change? Why are they shifting this? You know, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of how it came to be. So I got three shows, got my equity card, went to my junior year of high school. And that summer, um, Richard Riaz Yoder, a good friend, was in one of the shows with me. And he mentioned, Have you seen? Newsies before. Do you know anything about Newsies? And I was like, I know of the movie, but that's about it. And this was the summer they were doing it at Paper Mill. And Richard said, Oh, I know the choreographer of the show. You should get in front of him. I know he would love you. You're like the perfect type for what they're going for. And I was like, Wow, thanks so much. That'd be awesome. I'll keep keep an eye out. So that Thanksgiving, Newsies was on the Thanksgiving Day parade. They announced that they are making their way to Broadway. And I just remember sitting in my living room and being like, this is what Richard was talking about. Like, this is it. So I you know, ran to the computer, got on that Actors Equity website. They had posted the first ever chorus call of the show. And a month later, made a trip up to New York City with my two parents. I wasn't old enough to get a hotel room, so they had to come with me. And I ended up seeing the Broadway company of Memphis that night, just as like my first Broadway show. I've never been to New York City, Um, did the audition, left, had a great time. And from there, I had auditioned for the show for about three and a half years. And I went to every single chorus call. Every time I saw it posted, I was still living in Missouri. Every single chorus call I went to, every single time they had a replacement, they would call me in. I read, it feels like I was up there every three months. And I remember casting saying, why do you keep coming up here? Like, we know who you are. You're fantastic. We want you in the mix. But why 
do you keep coming? And I said, because you're seeing 600 plus people every single time you do these auditions and I need you to compare me to them because you say I'm good enough. I know I'm good enough and I want to be here. It's the look that I'm in. I can be upside down half the show for you. I need you to compare me to all of them because I just don't trust in this world of theater because you just can't, you have to play your own game and you have to show up for yourself. So I did that. But that summer, um, after that first audition, I was at the Open Jar Institute run by Jeff Whiting here in the city. And I was just a student for a week-long intensive. You do a mock singing audition at the end of the week. And I went in to sing my song, All Said and Done. Two weeks later, I'm back in Missouri in my senior year of high school. I get a call from Telsey and Company asking me to come up to New York City to be seen as a replacement for the national tour of Memphis. And right then and there, I was just thinking to myself, what is going on? I had, I didn't know the world of agents or really casting directors yet. You know, I'm still in that learning phase. And I said, okay, we'll come up there. So I flew up the next day with my dad, had the audition the following day. I was in the room with, you know, 50 guys who were all white, 5'8", and can tumble because it's an ethnically diverse show. So it had to be that way. But it was just a room full of me. And I remember being kept afterwards. And the casting director brought me to the front of the room and said, we want you to come back on Monday for the final callback, but we knew you flew up here. Can you do it right now for us? We'll videotape you. And I said, yeah, no problem. I got this. So sang, danced, tumbled. She whips out her computer, says, sing this from the show. The pianist is like, what's happening? Trying to follow along as well. And right then and there, I connected the dots that that casting director was the same person I sang for at Open Jar. And she pulled my headshot and resume that day. And it wasn't an institute. The Open Jar is not about getting discovered. It's not about, you know, doing these auditions for casting. They are there to give feedback and to help students along their way. And she said, I took your headshot and resume back to her office, handed it to the casting team of Newsies and said, here's your next guy. I got him. And they were like, oh, he's already on our wall right here. Like, we're, we got him. You know, we're fine. <laughs> and she's like, fine, I'll, I'll keep him in my file. So this audition came up and she said, I know someone put it on the table and she called me and um, did my callback. It was all great. Went back home. Then on Monday after those final callbacks, I get a call. I'm in school and they say, hi, this is so-and-so from the uh, Telsey and Company casting. The team just saw your video. We finished final callbacks today. They want to hire you and say yes, but they need to see you in person. Can you come back up here? Because this team wasn't a part of that initial call. They are just there for the final callback. So I said, okay. My dad talked to the casting team just to kind of like be a parent for a second and was like, we can't just keep forking out all this money. We're here to do it, right? We're here to like, we want to take this seriously, but we're not up there. <laughs> and they and they knew that and um, very respectful. So um, they had a little discussion. We flew up the next day, had the audition. It was just me. I was the only one there. And the casting director said, hi, so we have an hour. I booked a space myself so that you could work with the assistant and really drill down the choreography because I want you to have this so badly. I booked a space myself. This is not the audition yet. And as us performers know that doesn't happen anywhere. So 
I worked for an hour with the assistant and then we kind of walked across the street all together. Producers were walking with us to go to see Sergio. And Sergio, of course, is on a break from another show, rehearsing some table read of some sort. So I walk in, the casting team's lined up, the producers are lined up, everyone's just like standing there all happy with their arms crossed, like no table, no resume, nothing. Like we all picture in our head. And Sergio's like, okay, let's, is this enough space? They kind of just moved some tables out of the way. I said, yeah, I'll do it wherever you want. And did the dance. He's like, wow, uh, that's great. And he kind of looked to his team and just kind of didn't know what to do next. And the casting director said, you have to hear him sing. You got to hear him sing. And he said, all right, you have a song with you? And I said, of course. Went over to the piano, worked it out. They kind of had a team huddle. Came about when I came to the center of the room, sang my song. And Serge was just like, what I so um so I think and then Randy Adams the producer stepped in front of him and said welcome to Memphis and in the room got the job I mean my jaw was to the floor and the casting director was over on the side of the room with her arms crossed and holding her phone like this for people who can see just kind of in the crutch of her elbow and she was recording the entire thing because after I danced, they were like, hi, he needs to leave ASAP to get on the road because this is an emergency replacement. We don't have time to wait to tell him he has the job. He's here. We have to tell him. So she knew it was happening. And I am very grateful I have that video. No one sees it <laughs> but me. But <laughs> it's okay. Um, so then I left. That was a... Wednesday, left on Thursday, got back to school Friday, cleared out my locker. I had Saturday, Sunday. I went to Seattle on Monday and wow. off to the races we went from there. So it was a very fast process. We worked at school and, you know, God bless my parents for just trusting me. And obviously they know me really well. And a lot of people had some backlash on about like, about like you're going to let your son go on a national tour at 18 years old. Like I had just turned 18 and my parents were like, yeah, yeah, he's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, so we figured out school on opening. They brought up my textbooks and then at the airport the next week, my bag was 70 pounds. So a, a lot of adjusting to do after that. But it was an incredible ride and just the connections of this industry that we never think about are just crazy. How you could have your resume passed off within an office and it just all takes off from there. So that's yeah. kind of my start into it all. And of course, Newsies came along later, which was a wonderful time. That company kicking off the tour was just an extraordinary time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Yeah. Wow. What a story. I wanted to stay as silent as possible because it was definitely <laughs> captivating. But y'all, your family... Uh, did some major contributions to the airline industry uh, during your your young age. Listen, that Southwest flight from Missouri to New York was our best friend, our <laughs> best friend. Just the A list Rapid Rewards member, you know. I, I bet they they <laughs> they owe you some like extra peanuts or something for uh, <laughs> the, the rest of your flights. Like you should get uh, drinks on the house every time you're on a Southwest flight. I like that. <laughs> well, that's uh, amazing. And for everyone listening, uh, if you check out Jack's uh, Instagram, it'll be in the description of this episode. I just posted a video that he recently posted that's like, it's like eight seconds long. But if you're on TikTok or maybe like Instagram reels, you'll see these little spoofs of this audio of a choreographer saying, all right, make a dance out of my sounds. And Jack basically, I, I have that in my mind that like the choreographer's <laughs> like, and a whap and a ga 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 and a swoo. And that's basically <laughs> a one and two and crack. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's Jack just like doing the leap of a lifetime into a clean, quick triple and just this swoosh uh, with his foot out in front, just finishing the job. So you all got to check out Jack's Instagram. Uh, he's extremely talented. Um, let's jump into the prom and how kind of. I don't know. The pandemic brought about this like new way of entertainment that we're seeing on Netflix now and, and now Amazon Prime with bringing on, uh, yes, stage recordings. But the prom was was a, a, a more proper, I guess I'll say, movie musical. How was that working as the assistant choreographer? I know that you were the dance captain in Swing, correct? Uh, in the correct. Broadway production. Yeah. I think it's very interesting for to have listeners here, how do I get from on the stage to like a behind the table role? Um, I think that's always very inquisitive to people about like, how can I do that myself? Can you just tell us a little bit about Broadway to Netflix and just how you got that opportunity to become the assistant choreographer on the Netflix piece? Absolutely. You know, I joined the prom back when they did the lab right before Broadway and at that time, I was just the swing. There were no presentations happening. It was just rehearsal. And we were very grateful to be there because a lot of the times you don't bring swings to a rehearsal period where there's no end result, right? They already knew they were doing the show. They were going to Broadway. This was just to try out some ideas before they actually had that Broadway rehearsal. So I was the swing. Then I get my final contract for Broadway and it just says dance captain on there. There was no discussion. There was no ask. There was no, from either side, there was no ask. And I was just, it's one of those, you just take it. It's in front of you. And I ran with it. I had ne- I had dance captain, some random projects here and there, but never an original Broadway musical. This is my debut show. I'd never, I was just, it was so daunting just seeing this monster task in front of you, especially with all the amazing people who have done the show before, you know, Queen Beth level, 
Queen, Brooks, Ashmanskis, um, just all of them who I've had the pr- privilege of working with before, but it was just an unbelievable time. And that company, man, oh man, they are the greatest. I know uh, every Broadway ensemble person is unbelievable, but that prom company did the unthinkable. And I watched that show every single night. Every single night, just not just because I had to do my job and learn every single one's every single person's role, but I was just in awe of what they were capable of and watching them just kill it. It was it was just nothing like I've ever seen before. So we do the Broadway company, I'm the dance captain there. And then come, I want to say it was about May, maybe April, we had a Ryan Murphy night at the show and he had purchased i think half or if not a little over half the house and brought in his stars and brought in people who wouldn't be able to see a broadway musical and bring in that lgbtq community and it was so thrilling just seeing people in the audience see themselves on stage has never happened before. And I mean, that happened nightly at the stage door. I mean, the amount of coming out stories that we heard at the stage door with their family behind them, it was just the unthinkable. We knew the show was going to change people's lives, but we we just had no idea what what we were capable of or what we were producing. So we had this Ryan Murphy night and it was like a second opening. And that is where he announces on stage at Curtain we are going to produce the prom as a major Netflix original movie. And the whole company just stops in our tracks because no one has ever heard anything about this. There's been no talks. We didn't know if that was us. We didn't know if that was another group of people. We had no idea. And then they have to go do the show after hearing that news. They have to then put that away and go kill it. Right? So we had that amazing night. And then it was shortly after that, um, I had gotten a call from Casey Nicola, our director choreographer of The Prom. And he basically asked me, he said, hey, I'm going to be working on The Prom movie. Will you be on my team? And I said, yes, in a heartbeat. And this was before I knew anything about who was cast in it. We didn't know about Meryl Streep. We didn't know about Nicole Kidman, Kerry Washington, none of them, right? And I just said yes in a heartbeat because I believe in the show. I love the show. I have a special place in my heart for the show. It is truly something the world needs to see. And it is now, which is wonderful. But he said, will you be a part of my team? I said, yes. Then we kind of just hit the ground running. The process happened in the fall out in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, excuse me. And they started doing rehearsals out there. I was in New York City casting here a little bit and then come the beginning of January is when I flew out there and myself and Brennan Stimson put that sucker together. I mean, he and I to the trenches every day, every hour, every minute for about three and a half months, we put that monster together and it was the greatest experience of our lives. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but we are forever changed because of it. And I mean, simply just the people we got to work with, unbelievable. Like we taught Meryl Streep how to freaking do a fan kick. Like watching her do that on the Paramount lot, we were like, okay, I will gladly pass away tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but, but it's all right. So 
we had the best time there. But to answer your question about getting to the other side like that, you know, I really believe that it is about doing the work. And I know I've said that before, but how I believe I became dance captain of the prom to begin with was I showed up to that lab. I did my work in understanding what everyone's role was on stage because I didn't know who I was covering yet. I was just there, right? So I ended up knowing everyone's track. I knew what everyone had to do. And we had times where we had some injuries and some sicknesses in that lab performance. And I stepped in for people they never thought was going to happen. Um, And I want to say it was just a little bit of proving myself, but I didn't feel like I had to prove myself, if that makes sense. Like, yes, I had never worked with Casey and that team before, so it is a daunting time. I'm like, my Broadway debut, a team who doesn't know me, you want to do good, but I just step in. You know, you're there to do the job. You're there to make it happen. So that's kind of how it happened, and I think just the team took note of that and said, wow, this guy can do it. Like, yeah, he's capable. So it just kind of chugged along from there and they trusted me. Yeah. I think that there's times in the business and just anything in life where there's, uh, decisions to be made where you can kind of go one way or the other, or maybe the people in power have some doubts, but then there are times where, that person that you're kind of uh, making that decision about leaves no doubt for you. And mm-hmm. like you said, you put the work in and you didn't give them any space or inch of, of doubt of can mm-hmm. Jack do the job. And just like your uh, audition for Memphis, when you stepped in the room and Sergio was like, well, I basically have nothing to say to that because you just nailed it. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's good on you. So, you know, congrats uh, for putting that work in. Thank you. And even in the Broadway show, I mean, they see it on those nightly reports when we have five people out of the show and, you know, we were just a little understaffed just because of money. You know, we're not the big blockbuster wicked dollar amount. Um, but when you have four swings, two are adults, two are students, you can't have the students cover adults, but you can have these, you can have the adults cover students, but you can have the students cover adults. And when three of the, when all four of us cover principal roles, but three of the four of us cover more than one, it all comes back to me. Right? So when we have four people out and my other student's swing is on for her principal role, I have to be three people in the show tonight. Mm. And that comes with working, you know, really well with our stage management team. And I just sit there kind of like with my hands to my head like this, and she's getting ready to type whatever's going about to come out of my mouth. And I just run down that show, every glass hand. Of course, we have a party scene, right? That's every swing's nightmare of like, who do I pass this glass off to to make sure, you know, Mary gets it in five turns from now, you know? So Mm. just making it happen nightly in that show and knowing the show down to the lighting cues to how to re-space if we have problems like that. I know where the where the gobo light's gonna be to go fill that because people are gonna see that, which are most people gonna see it? No, but if we can do the best we can, we're gonna do the best we can. Exactly. And the attention to details like that is, you know, what gets you that uh promotion, if you will, to be the assistant choreographer. Mm-hmm. It's it's the details. Um mm-hmm. And that parallels to fitness, it parallels to anything in life where 
it's uh, wow. I have this conversation with clients every single day, but <laughs> it's the simplest of things that are the hardest of things. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the the little details that everyone everyone wants to just get to, like the big, you know, important, sexy stuff. When really, yeah. it's the minute details that are the most important of it all. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's uh, transition into talking a little bit about, uh, again, from the top, your podcast. Um, just give our listeners a little bit of backstory or a summary of what they could expect to hear on an episode and, and how it came about. You know, any, totally. any info on that? Yeah, so this came about um, working with Dory Berenstein, who was a producer of The Prom Broadway and also a producer on The Prom Movie. We were out in Los Angeles and... Like I said, Brendan and I are just trouble together. I mean, you put us in a room and everyone might as well just leave. So we just have the time of our lives. And Dory said, hey, if you ever want to do a podcast, let me know. I'll hook you up. I got the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out. Get the app. Um, But we were like, I don't know. We're going to be busy. Things are going to, you know, we have projects that are lined up. And then, of course, now we're all sitting at home. But Back in December of 2020, I just had that idea to do one. And I reached out to Brendan and I said, hey, if I have an idea for a podcast, would you do one with me? He's like, yeah, we can do someone's podcast. Yeah, we'll do an episode. And I said, no, you're not understanding me. I want to do the podcast. Like I want to do a full, the full thing. And he said, okay, what is, what's the idea? And I pitched it. And basically, it's a podcast that is a theater podcast that is center, centered around dance. And the closest thing when I was looking it up for the idea is Belly Dance Life is the closest dance podcast out there, which shout out to the belly dancers. So he said, yeah, let's do it. I don't know how long I'll last, but I want to do it. It's great. And I said, don't worry, I'll do all of the work. He said, I'm in. So we took off the beginning of 2021 and um, are in the middle of our season two right now. Um, And it's awesome. We have amazing guests and it's just to try to get people to feel seen, right? We have anybody from a dance captain to a principal actor. I know we have Rob McClure on our season one, Carol Lindsay on our season one, but everyone's path is so valid and so different at the same time. But to see a spectrum of these Broadway performers that all have touched five, six, seven, eight, as we like to say on our podcast, it's possible. It's possible. Just because you're Rob McClure or have a path like his, you still have to move and groove a little bit. So we just want to show you that it's possible to get where he's at, even if you don't feel like it's possible. So sure. we have we have a great time and Brendan's Brendan's just dumb. He's just the best. <laughs> he is just the best. Shout out. Well, if if you got if you two are like uh bread and butter, if he's dumb, then what are you? Oh gosh. Are you I keep dumber, us on track. Or, or you know are you, what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't I don't oh, want to say I'm okay, dumber. Okay, I don't okay. want to say I'm smarter. It's it's it doesn't go either way. I think I just keep us on track a little bit. <laughs> all right. You're you're the you're the center line on the road making making you all just stay on track. I got you. Yeah, I rope him back in. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Jack, that's going to do it for our episode today. Thanks for the stories. Thanks for the insight and also the inspiration. Everyone listening, you know, it's the little things. It's about the work and your delay is not not your denial. Your delay is not your denial. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just keep 
buying those Southwest air tickets and you're going to make it. <laughs> That's you, right. <laughs> you know, I always have this just to prolong the episode a little bit more. I have the analogy of like you, you ju- you're, you're at bat, right? And you just got to keep swinging. And if you stop mm-hmm. swinging, then you're, you're never going to get a hit or you're never going to, you know, book the role, whatever. I'm going to change that. I'm going to say, you just got to keep purchasing your Southwest air tickets. <laughs> if you don't purchase those Southwest tickets, you're just not going to book the show. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Can we get, is Southwest going to sponsor this podcast or what? Jeez, how many times? I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. I, we can make that happen. Yeah, get them on the phone. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Jack. Thanks so much again. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, coach. All right, everyone. That was Jack Sipple. Uh, once again, you can check out his Instagram, um, his link to his podcast in the description of this episode on Built for the Stage podcast. If you like the podcast, please don't forget, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. It's really appreciated. It helps us out here. And special thanks, as mentioned before in the episode, to the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Joe Roscoe here. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.